1: Now get 0% APR or up to $1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: And welcome into the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network, along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Aber. I'm Christian Garrick. Saints win seventeen ten. Bobby, and frigid Cleveland uh, Ohio at uh, First Energy Stadium, and this is a way. This is a team that just found a way to win today. And hey, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter uh, how pretty or ugly it was. It's a win.
4: Well, I, I think um, you know you look at scheduling, and you know, NFL is going to schedule future games. They need to schedule us on the road Christmas Eve every year. I mean, I I, a, no. Uh, yeah. No, I think it's four or no zero. No, uh, no, I think it's four or no zero. I, I think I didn't okay, want yeah, to I check, check. you game. Yeah, double check because. I got that research. The Saints have now won. They had to win this game to make it four in a row on uh, Christmas Eve road battles uh, in franchise history. Uh, we might have to double-check. It's either four or five. They never lost on the road uh, Christmas Eve. If you look at it, uh, Cleveland has not been kind as far as franchise to franchise. We're now 13-6 uh, and six overall. Uh, but when you think about it, it's going to go down to the wire. Look, 12 out of the 19 games or contests uh, against the browns have been uh, settled by seven points or less well it was 17 to 10 today now uh new orleans if you look at it we now have a three and five record in cleveland uh so it was a big win it was a tough place uh in the past we have not had success here and you look at the inclement weather and uh, how we handle things i, I thought we we're outstanding if, if you look at it um now, we didn't end up on the plus side. We started out on the minus side. Uh, we ended up zero for the game. we still minus 12 in the turnover um, margin. But, uh, you, boy, you look at uh, uh, Sorensen. Uh, the ball hit his hands. He caught it. I thought Bradley Roby had a couple of chances to make an interception, and uh, he did not uh, come away with the ball. But those are the kind of plays you have to make, uh, you know, going forward. Uh, now, we've uh, won two in a row. Uh, I, I think uh, th- that is significant. Uh, winning two in a row and how you handle adversity. Uh, we're down 10 to 0. And really, come back the second half and have 17 unanswered points uh, to take the lead and to hold the lead, uh, I think was just outstanding. Uh, if you look at what was outstanding, I thought, you know, I picked it. I said, I don't know, 17, 13. I said, either Browns or the Saints. It could be the Browns 17, Saints 13, or. Saints 17, Browns 13, something like that. And it was a 17-10 to 10 type game. You know, uh, Saints had 14 first downs, Browns 15. So that's the kind of – you look at the inclement weather and, um, and the win and all. Uh, I thought that overall, Andy Dalton, you could tell he played in Cincinnati. Uh, that win, he threw some nice balls. How about we catch the ball? Is that a novelty? If it hits you in the hands, you catch it? Keith Kirkwood from Temple – uh, they need to have him take the bus from Cleveland to Philadelphia, you know, go to Temple University, and, and, and that's ridiculous. Look how significant. Take advantage of your opportunity. You want to be a pro? You want to last? Come on, Keith Kirkwood. You got to make those catches. Uh, even Jawan Johnson, uh, if, if you look at Jawan Johnson, uh, he has to make that play. He's been outstanding leading the, te- uh, the team in uh, touchdown receptions with seven, and, um, and, and, and he all of a sudden – Uh, We get that pick, and he doesn't come through. And they end up being 8 of 15. easily has been 11 of 15. The same thing with Deshaun Watson. He ended up being under 50%, uh, but they dropped two or three balls. Even Cooper, Amari Cooper, guy they counting on, dropped a touchdown pass. I think the game plan was where we needed it to be. If you look at it, when you count Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill, they ended up with 31 touches, 31 total touches, uh, 166 total yards from scrimmage. I thought they were going to utilize, uh, you know, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Uh, they ended up having 124 total yards of scrimmage. So I, I thought overall it was going to be that kind of game. Uh, I thought the game was well officiated. They only called six penalties. Uh, I think. I, I, can you recall we had uh, maybe a game with only two penalties? No. Uh, this had so, up. Uh, but, but I think it, it was. We had two. They had four. Well, when that kind of temperatures, I don't think the referees want to hold up the game too much. Yeah, Christian, Then you say, though, uh, that coming into the game. Yeah, they averaged only 11.6. So, yeah, so you, you know. think like five on each yeah. team. Yeah, so th- not long as it's not like 15. So I thought they had that uh, going, uh, you know, right as far as how the ebb and flow of the game. Uh, there was one call, I think, that was away from the play. They called uh, on Paulson and Debo that could have affected us. But uh, third down, I think we were very good. Uh, we were, uh, uh, I say great whenever we get over 50%, but very good. We were 7 of 15, 47%. Where we were outstanding, uh, or uh, I should say, uh, not, no, we weren't. Yeah, goal to goal. You got to punch in it. We were one for one uh, when, when you goal to goal. And uh, looking at the Browns, and there's a uh, big kudos to our defense. Uh, this is where we were outstanding. Uh, they were 33%. They were one of three on four down. And they were one of three in the red zone. So, uh, you know, th- that's one thing. Defensively this year, we've been pretty stout overall. And look at our scoring defense. I think Deuce mentioned that as of late. I want to say six games, whatever. We've held teams under 20 points. Well, hell yeah, you should win those games. And our red zone defense is amongst the best. That's one thing we've, we've built upon. What we've done in previous seasons was, uh, you know, Bama don't break but not uh, giving up touchdowns uh, overall. Uh, if you look at, I mean, I don't know, we want to get on the plus side, the turnover margin of being like zero for the game. Uh, we still minus 12 for the season. Uh, when, when you look at it, I, I think the game, the ebb and flow of the game, I, I thought the kickers or the punters, I, I thought uh, Blake Gilligan, I thought both punters did an outstanding job. Uh, their punter had three kicks inside uh, the 20-yard line. Uh, Gilligan had two inside the 20 uh, they almost uh, were identical in their average, like 42.5 yards a punt when you consider uh, the win conditions. Now, our coverage units, uh, I think, were, were not good. Uh, if you look at Ford, he had uh, three kick returns, and he had a long one of 37, they averaged like 32 yards of kick return. And Rasheed had that one for 30 yards. And in Peoples-Jones, uh, he had a long punt return of 12 so I don't think we as good as we were uh, considering last year with our coverage units and where we are ranked overall as far as kickoff and uh, punt coverage. Now, defensively, uh, we got to give a game ball. And I started out, uh, I thought, uh, Christian, this was first quarter. He was the player of the game in the first quarter, and he closed it out. How about Carl Grandison from the Wyoming Cowboys? Uh, the pride, uh, I want to say Sacramento, California. He went to Wyoming at uh, Cheyenne, but I- I'll tell you what. Christian loves
3: your restaurant, by the
4: way. Yeah, yeah. He calls Bobby Heberts, okay. and uh, man, I, I like to go eat at that Bobby Heberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 then Christian tells him, you know, we interviewed him in training camp. Christian says, well, that is Bobby. "Yeah, you know, that's Bobby Hebert." And he's kind of confused. Yeah, he didn't know Hebert Aber. You know, right. he, man, right. he come from California, played in Wyoming. But anyway, Carl Grant said a uh, 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 good contain to start out the game to force a three and out. And uh, Christian, did I have? Uh, still in the first quarter, Carl Grant is a nice run support. So he was outstanding, and look how they closed the game when he was able to get Deshaun Watson down. You know, you might say, well, uh, that wasn't that hard, but Christian, he utilized like a spy technique. Well, what Allen where, explained it Yeah, yeah. He, well, it, it was like, okay, you jam in the tight end, mm-hmm. and, and then, you know, you might drift a little bit in coverage, but you're almost like a spy. Mm-hmm. and then, But when you see an opportunity to, to uh, uh, okay, now you're part of the rush. Go sack. But listen, Deshaun Watson can make you miss. While well, Carl Granderson uh, was outstanding uh, with a 4th and 10 on that Watson, and that uh, sealed the deal. So Carl Granderson, got, definitely got to give a game ball. Chris, you had six total tackles, a sack, uh, two quarterback hurries, three tackle fall loss. Uh, he led the team in quarterback hits and tackles for a loss. Uh, they're not paying David Porter I can tell you that right now. I was now. about to
3: ask you, uh, <laughs> you say that
4: Carl, Carl Granderson's been more impactful than Marcus Davenport, at least this season? Oh, well, not even close. Now, for this season, yes, it's not even close. Carl Grandison has been more impactful than Davenport uh, this season. You know who played hard and played at a high level? Honey Badger. Tyran Matthew. Now, I wanted Marcus May. Then all of a sudden, he got hurt. He had two good games in a row. So, all of a sudden, now, safeties who we wanted to get off from the get-go to season, Marcus May and Tyran Matthew, as of late, they've been playing quality football. I, I thought Tyron Matthew was more aggressive. You know, he's playing in cold weather, being in Kansas City and all that. But he ended up leading the team. I thought he was more aggressive tackling. He wasn't like saving himself. It didn't seem like he had 10 total tackles, which led the team, uh, six unassisted, which all uh, also led the team. He had a, a tackle fall loss. Uh, you know, who keeps uh, stepping up also, uh, Kay Nellis. I mean, Kay Nellis taking advantage of his opportunity. He was second on the team behind uh, Tyron Matthew with seven total tackles, and uh, he also had uh, a tackle for loss. Uh, you know, in another sack we had uh, besides Grandison, David Onyamon and Catavia Street, they shared one. You know we always taking notes of every game? Catavia Street. It's not he's not, active. Yeah, it's not where you're not taking any notes on him or he's not like above everyone, but at least you're taking notes on him. You know, kind of he's always involved in every game. He had to have a sack. And he also had a, a quarterback hurry. Uh, now, Christian, I don't even know who this is. I'm looking at this. When did he come? He led our team in uh, special teams tackles. Who's Summers? <laughs> I'm looking at that, man. I, I'm going to have to look that one up. You know, you, you, you add players and all that. Some cat named Summers. I'm going to have to uh, research that. He has two special teams tackles and, and led the team. Uh, so that's always he good. He played well in the winter. Summer, uh, but, summers well, played well in the winter. And, and then you know what's awesome about that? Whenever you could come to a team and you have an immediate impact, uh, mm-hmm. th- that's how you stick around. But, again, the Saints come out on top. Uh, they're in the hunt. We're still in the hunt. Uh, Go Cardinals, uh, which I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, that would be a monumental upset, I think, right now, considering Colin Murray's not playing. They're playing uh, McSorley. Uh, um, and, uh, you know, why am I thinking of uh, um, a. What, what was the movie? Not, not uh, McFly or something? What was that? Uh, oh, uh, is it Super Bad? Yeah. With um, no, uh, the. Yeah. Back to the Future. Oh, Back to the Future with Marty McFly? Yeah, McFly. Oh. I'm thinking like McSorley. I don't know, McFly. Okay. I'm thinking so. Okay. But, but anyway, uh, yeah, here's a guy who's supposed to be the Taysom Hill, the NFL. McSorley didn't work out with the Ravens. Now he's with uh, the Cardinals, and he's the third quarterback. So. I think that would really be like uh, who that nation upset if the Cardinals could beat Tampa Bay.
3: Bobby, I double checked the Saints' record on Christmas Eve. This was their tenth game on Christmas Eve in franchise history. In the previous nine contests, the Saints posted a seven and two record, including a four and zero road record. So with today's win, so now with five and zero, the Saints improved to eight and two overall and five and zero on the road on Christmas Eve. So that's we've coming played them. The Saints PR staff.
4: Okay, so we're 5 0. Oh. 5 0 oh on Christmas Eve on the road. On the road, yeah, yeah. Well, I had, uh, I was going by, uh, I had to check the advocate in Picayune because, Chris, you know how I'm into those guys. And um, hey, um, just a little uh, one off information. So, hey, I'm not doubting you. I'm not doubting you. I'm, I'm just telling you, you know where I got it. I wasn't yeah. making it up. Yeah, no, I know. And then know. so. So now that's even better. Yeah, 5-0. Oh. So now we've won. We need to play on Christmas Eve next year on the road so we can be 6-0. and oh. Play every game and, on and, Yeah, Eve. and keep winning, you know. Let's play all 17 uh, and, Yeah, Before Santa Claus comes to town, you know. <laughs>
3: He's Bobby. I'm Christian. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee. New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after. Here's the Miller Lite scoreboard brought to you by Miller Lite. It's Miller time. Let's take a look at the finals. Back on Thursday night, the Jags beat the Jets 19-3 in a stunner. Houston. Earlier today, beats the Tennessee Titans 19 to 14. Jacksonville now controls their own destiny. Uh, the Baltimore Ravens take down the Atlanta Falcons 17 nine. The Falcons fall to five and ten. The fighting Dan Campbell is not enough for the six and nine Panthers. Carolina wins 37 23 over the Lions. The Bills spank the Bears 35 13 in Chicago. The Saints win 17 10 over the Cleveland Browns and. Saints now have won two in a row and improved their record to six and nine. The Kansas City Chiefs bested the Seahawks twenty-four to ten in a frigid Arrowhead Stadium. The Minnesota Vikings take a sixty-one yard field goal to edge out the New York Giants twenty-seven twenty-four. That is a franchise record for Minnesota, and I think the temperature up there, even though they're playing in the dome, is like minus forty degrees. Joe Burrow and the Buffalo, uh, Joe Burrow and the excuse me, Cincinnati Bengals prevail over the New England Patriots 22-18, to and the Texans get their second win of the season with a 19-14 win over the Tennessee Titans on the road. The Washington Commanders and San Francisco 49ers still scoreless, eight minutes to go in the first half of that ballgame, and the Eagles on top of the Cowboys 10-7. to The Cowboys just scored, but Dak Prescott already throwing a pick six in that game. That's how the game was walked off by the Jags last week, and he starts the game against the Eagles with a pick six. The Eagles could clinch the number 1 seed in the postseason with a win. Without Jalen Hurts, Gardner Minshew is the quarterback for the Eagles this week against so the yeah, Dallas uh, Cowboys.
4: So, Christian, now is 10-7, so uh, Dallas mm-hmm. just scored. So, uh, you know, come on, go Eagles. Uh, we, we need the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, to- Eagles no, fly. Fly. We need it to fly, so uh, it's, it's not that important when they play the Saints. Yeah, if you know, because they could they be
3: and sh- Jalen Hurts next week.
4: Yeah, yeah, you know, one seed and all that stuff.
3: Tomorrow's action: the uh, eight fifth, excuse me, seven fifteen kickoff of the fiftieth anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers hosting the Las Vegas Raiders. Aaron Rodgers and company goes down to South Beach to face the Miami Dolphins at noon tomorrow. A dud of a game and a three thirty kickoff between the four and ten Broncos and four and ten. Los Angeles Rams Sunday Night Football Week 16. It's the Buccaneers at six and eight on the road in the desert against the four and ten Arizona Cardinals. And so
4: Christmas Night we are watching football. Yeah, yeah, because the Hooten Nation and we got a go cards go. You know, so
3: and on Monday night the Chargers at eight and six on the road against the four nine and one Indianapolis Colts. All right, right to our Oakenheart Jewelers talking text lines. Let's go to Philip and Natchez. What's going on, Philip? You're on the point after.
5: Hey, Christian Bobby. want to wish y'all a Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Okay,
4: Merry Christmas. Happy Same New, New you. Merry Year. Christmas. To you.
5: All right, Bobby, this is uh, Philip from Natchez. I'm here with my uh, brother. He said to tell you, Randy, the Raging Cajun from Chattanooga.
4: Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, he's
6: been in the past. Well, Bobby. Yeah. What we need to do, as Kirsten mentioned, we need to root for the Eagles. And what we need to do is we need to contact all
5: our that friends in Arizona get them to go to the game. And we need Tom Brady to distract us, get some life-size pictures. Of right, himself, right. Stand, and wave them so when we see it, hopefully that will distract them.
4: <laughs> no, we have to distract them. And, uh, you know, you still – is the NFL on any given Sunday. Uh, but, no, I, I right now – listen – Uh, You know, it doesn't matter when you play a team, Phillip. And, you know, like uh, this is when you'd want, like, Kyler Murray, when he he would – because he's, like, hot and cold. When Kyler Murray Murray would be rolling, you know, uh, because you know how last year they even got off to a great start and they couldn't win anything, and then now they can't win at home. That's why, okay, uh, they're playing in Arizona. I almost wish that game was in Tampa. I mean, uh, the the way they have not taken care of – uh, the home field advantage. So uh, I I just think right now Tampa knows that even though how disappointing their season has been, like uh, uh, everybody in the NFC South, that they control their destiny because they beat us twice. And uh, you know shame on us for that occurring. Uh, but uh, you know if if we went out and I want to say off the top of my head, and Tampa uh, would uh, two out of three. Yes, that that two out of three. And, uh, cause if they, we not, if they went out, we went out. No, it, it doesn't I matter. Working. But, uh, I think Carolina, let me tell you, Carolina, now is Atlanta, uh, you know, and, and, I, I they're think they're eliminated. Yeah, but, but no, can Atlanta be motivated to beat Tampa? You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Cause Carolina put a whooping on them. What was that like? We said 21 to three. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was like, and Carolina just took it to the Lions, a hot team, uh, today. So that'd be interesting, but, um, Hey, we put ourselves in this situation. Now all you can do is be a pro and uh, close out the season. Uh, Philip, I don't know if you thought this, but I thought our team today, that being the New Orleans Saints, that they played hard. They played hard for Dennis Allen. They, they played tough. You know, uh, it, it looked like blue collar, the AFC Nard, black and blue. A lot of times we didn't match up in these kind of games like playing the Ravens and all. I thought the Saints came to play in the trenches considering even all the adversity and injuries that we had uh, along the offensive line. Philip.
3: thanks for the phone call. Saints win 17-10 over the Cleveland Browns. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. He's Bobby. I'm Christian. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after, Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick, Saints win uh, 17-10 over the Cleveland Browns. We'll get to your calls on our Oakland our Jewelers talking text lines in a minute. But, Bobby, what was the turning point of this ballgame?
4: Well, I think uh, when you look at uh, the adversity, uh, you know we're down ten to zero, and I thought like, uh, come on, it just it was a saint type play uh, that uh, when Jawan Johnson, come on, you got to catch the ball, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know they get the interception. And uh, uh, Christian, look, uh, if you look at it, and it goes forty uh, plus yards on the return. So they go five, they only got to go 30 yards. They go five plays, uh, 30 yards. And then now it's two and a half minutes and we're down uh, seven to zero. So we basically shot ourselves in the foot. I, I thought what you have to do, you got to control the tempo of the game. Uh, but this is significant. You might say, well, yeah, well, hell yeah, he shouldn't make it. I don't know. Look at the conditions. He might not make it. We go 10 plays, 68 yards to end the first half, over a four minute drive. Is 10 to 0. Okay, is it going to be 10 to 3 going into halftime? Then we get the ball starting the second half? You know, so you got back to back possession. How many
3: times did Sean Payton talk about points going in and points coming points out? Points
4: going in and points coming out. That's what we did. And that was the difference, ended up being the difference. Christian Lutz kicks a 23 yard field goal. Good. So now it's uh, uh, 10 to 3, uh, you know, going in uh, to halftime. Now, what was interesting, uh, we got on a roll. Because all of a sudden, we uh, you know in the third quarter uh, we tied a game ten to ten. We go nine plays, uh, sixty-seven yards, uh, a little over five and a half, basically five and a half minutes. Taysom Hill, uh, plus eight-yard uh, touchdown. So now it's uh, ten to ten. So brand new ball game right there, Christian. I, I think our uh, defense stepped up. That's when uh, you know look at Daniel Sorensen comes up with the interception. As a 35 yard return. And, you know, this is important that we don't make it 13 to 10. We go four plays, fifteen yards, Kamara, four yard touchdown, and uh, two minutes to make it 17 uh, to 10. So the bottom line, Christian Island, when you look at it, you look going into half and then coming out of halftime, and before we uh, where you're at as far as uh, you know, the fourth quarter, are or, or right at, at the fourth quarter going into that. We had scored on three of the last four drives. Then we had a little lull, but still, that's that momentum that you need and needed, and needed. that's how you get 17 unanswered points. And that was the difference in the game. But also, So right then, I think how we ended the first half and what we did to start the second half uh, was the difference in this game.
3: Bobby, if you look at the Saints this year, four times in four games this year, the Saints have scored three points or less in the first half. They were 0-3 previously. They they overcame those odds and won today after scoring just three points in the first half and the win over the Cleveland Browns.
4: Well, right. and, and and Christian, I I, I think um, that that the scenario that we were moving, uh, if you look at it, uh, because you know field position and you know the punts and you know those hidden yardage and where you're getting the ball, uh, when Dalton hit Jawan Johnson, uh, we were in scoring position. You know, we uh, before before that, we on their their forty-five yard line, so we in scoring position. But then all of a sudden, Delbert uh, goes forty yards in every turn and flips the field. And like I said, before you know, it, we should have been up three-zero or seven-zero. And now because of that, we're down seven to zero. But then we handled adversity and came back. But this game balances out. Uh, Amari yeah. Cooper dropping a touchdown pass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, he, David
3: Njoku dropping what would have been a touchdown pass. Yeah, the the, 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 game. the
4: the one in the corner. I don't know if his feet would have been down, but no. The, 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 but Amari Cooper. Yeah, that, 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 that would have been a touchdown uh, 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 without Had he not slipped on the
3: field, that would have been a touchdown.
4: But we can't give uh, Keith Kirkwood any excuse, right? No, you got to catch those. been hitting right. the helmet, like basically. How about okay? God gave you two hands. Why are you letting the ball come to you? You got to go snatch that thing. He, a, I mean, I don't know.
3: He's Bobby. I'm Christian. Saints win 17 10 over the Browns. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee New World. Saints was to Go Network.
4: get a real job.
0: store for details
3: and welcome into the point after here on the community coffee new orleans saints radio network saints win 17 10 over the cleveland browns along with the cajun can bobby Aber. i'm christian garrick our oakland Heart jewelers talk and text lines are open at 504-260-1870 the dallas cowboys just took the lead 14 10 over the eagles we'll keep you up to date on that game the saints play the eagles in philadelphia next sunday bobby what's on our text line
4: well, uh, Christian, a couple of texts here. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to tell you when I want you to chime in. But on this one, uh, this is from uh, I think fans are disappointed just because he's like a gentle giant. And we don't want our football players to be gentle giants. You may be a gentle giant off the field, but not on the field. We want him um, like a caged animal. Uh, this is from uh, 3038. Bobby, what do you think uh, we can get to trade Pete? The Saints have already tried to trade Andrus Pete. A long time ago. I don't know if you recall this. Uh, you know Patrick Peterson now plays with the Vikings. Well, this is Sean Payton. They, they were all involved. Uh, Patrick Peterson was with the Cardinals. We were trying to ship uh, Andrews Pete. Now, we already had paid him. To, we were trying to ship Andrews Pete to the Cardinals. Now, he's from Arizona. He went to Stanford. So, he'd be going back home. for us to try and get Patrick Peterson at the time. So, this is a while back. And the Cardinals said, uh, no, uh, well, we don't want Andrews Pete." So I, I don't know. Uh, t- to me, I mean, he likes football. He doesn't love it. But um, he's so big, I think he had peer pressure in his life where he had to play football. You hear me say that all the time. Now, uh, this is another one from uh, 6818. Christian, help me out with this one. Bobby, uh, Christian, I'm add in there, what is the most important position the Saints need to draft uh, next year? Merry Christmas. Uh, uh, no, you can say quarterback, but but I'm like, uh, listen, we might have to suffer next year. I don't know. Mickey Loomis, wheel and deal. Jeff Allen, all y'all get together. Somehow can we get Caleb Williams. I, If you could tell me we can get Caleb Williams in 2023, I would sacrifice sacrifice uh, the 2023 uh, season. So that would be the 2024 draft. So that would be the 20. Yes, I, I would sacrifice. Uh, Next season, even because I'm looking at the big picture and and instead of long term and short term, yeah, somehow to get a Kayla Williams who's kind of like I'm telling you, Pat Mahomes, they said, uh, I mean, just kind of like a Josh Williams, uh, uh, you know, the type quarterback. Uh, So, no, what I said, Josh Williams, Josh Allen, uh, Josh Allen. I got got William Kayla Williams in the brain, but um, so uh, I would think right now. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Alvin Kamara. Who's our running back? I mean, do you draft for a running back that high? Look at the need. Uh, we still haven't fi- found, uh, now, it's cheap, Jawan Johnson, uh, but a-, a tight end. We got kind of spoiled when the production, uh, you know, like with Jimmy Graham and what he did. Uh, even if you look at even the guys uh, that weren't on that level, like Jeremy Shockey when they came, uh, Benjamin Watson. You can go through a number of guys. So, I still think uh, now, Juwan John Johnson's been fine today. You got to make that catch, whatever. Uh, but uh, you know not I'm disappointed in? Our receivers right now. And this is even Chris Olave. Do we have a dog? I'm talking about a hardcore dog that makes contested catches like Marcus Colston and Michael Thomas. No. I mean, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, that was a tough catch. Well, hell, yeah, it was a tough catch. Well, how about we catch it?
3: You're expected to make tough catches uh, in the NFL. We
4: right now, Chris, how many times are you watching the game and I'm looking at it? now uh, I'm going to tell you, you, you got to make that play. I don't care if it would be uh, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton, the quarterback, anybody quarterback. We, as of late, uh, that's when we miss Michael Thomas. And going back to old school with Marcus Colston, we do not make uh, 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 tough catches. And it all started when we brought him back. Now, he was fast. Now, he liked to smoke weed every day. Uh, But but Kenny Stills. Uh, Okay, a contested catch. 50-50. We might catch like maybe 2 out of 10. There wasn't no 50-50 ordeal. That's what I feel like a lot of times is that if it's a contested catch, even though it hits uh, the receiver in the hand and the defense is trying to make a play, oh, uh, oh we, ain't, we ain't catching it. They got a lot of
3: body catchers instead of yeah. guys with hands.
4: Go up and snatch it.
3: All right, this is the point after here. Coming back to your calls next here on the Community Coffee. New Orleans Saints Radio Network. 17-10 Saints win over the Browns. A seesaw affair going on in Dallas right now. The Eagles just jumped on top on a Gardner Minshew uh, sneak 17 14. The old
4: wedge block quarterback sneak. Uh, Christian, that's why, boy, uh, Dallas knew what they were going to do, the old wedge blocking. And that's why the Eagles got the best offensive of line in the NFL. They, they just willed themselves into the end zone.
3: Who's that left tackle from Australia? Played uh, rugby? The Giant? He's A lot of, yeah. That's a big old boy. And Man, they got One the, big dude.
4: They, look, just look, they, uh, there's a bunch of all pros on that team. Oh, yeah.
3: Uh, let's see, uh, Errol and Gonzalez. Go ahead, Errol. You're on The Point After on our Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
4: Hey, hey, guys. Thank you all for taking my call. Merry Christmas, Bobby Christian. Christian.
1: Um, Merry as Christmas. As far
4: as, like, looking
1: to the future, Bobby and Christian, uh, you know, you hear about Sean Fate coming back, coaching next year. Does it, so what does it actually mean as far as the Saints getting a draft pick? Can
7: they you control it.
3: They control his rights. They own his rights, so he, they decide because he's under contract. Yeah, they decide the they, they hold him next year in twenty twenty four. So they decide where he lands if they want him back in the league and how much compensation they're willing to take for him.
4: Well, and, and now, now, Arrow, I don't know if this could happen because uh, you know times change and uh, they might say well, because uh, the, the initial stroke would be John Gruden. I remember the Raiders and the Buccaneers were uh, two first round picks. Oh, we're giving up. That's the standard. And John Gruden had not won a Super Bowl yet. Sean Payton has. That's a great point, Christian, right there. So uh, I, I think uh, making i all need to play hardball. We not we want not only one number one, but two number ones. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm not even picking up the phone, uh, unless it's two. Unless I know you're you're willing to start with two number ones. That's where you're starting.
4: So so yeah. So uh, so Eric, I can tell you right now that you know we kind of say, oh, we, can we get a first round draft pick uh, for Sean Payton? Hell yeah. But uh, we got we got to work to get two of them. And then the reason why I think, you know, the, all the rumors, well, will uh, Sean Payne come back to the Saints? That's all an age ploy for the market and all. So when you look at that, yes, everyone has a mentor. Errol, I don't know what you did for a living. You're from Gonzalez. But, you know, you might have respected an elder or someone who guided you. And it's that you, you tend to trust them. And you look at what they did throughout their careers. And Bill Parcells, uh, look all the different teams he ended up with. He never stayed in one place. I think Sean Payton, by uh, nature, is a vagabond, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's kind of like a military Brad that you have to continue to coach. Because you look at Sean's already been in the NFL before he became a head coach? He was with the Eagles, the Giants, and they came to the Saints, Cowboys. Uh, uh, Cowboys. So that's four right then, and I'm going to say Parcells like six or seven teams. So it's a continuous process, Errol. That that I, I think you know. I to, oh, can Sean come back to the Saints? I think he's been there, done that. It's a different challenge, but you know what? The challenge has to be for the Saints organization to get a, a, the best, the most compensation, and don't give in. I don't care how uh, friendly you are with Sean and all that. No, this you got a contract, you got to abide by that, or, or it, you, we got to be compensated whether it be the charges or whoever it might be in the future. Because six, seven, eight coaches get fired every year. Who's already got fired? The Panthers, the Colts. Now, uh, uh, Kingsbury's getting ready to get fired with the Cardinals. No, it's going to come out. where they going to have a six, seven, eight job on It happens every year.
3: Listen, the place to keep an eye on, and I know the Chargers are making a, a run. They've they got an 8-6 and six record. But if they collapse down the stretch here and don't make the postseason, I would like to think that uh, Sean Payton will be num- number one on the target so, list. So, the so what did they
4: even sneak in and, they and make the postseason and they won it done? Yeah, and in particular, Brandon Staley's had some
3: um, brain, you know, some brain um, cramps, boneheaded decisions based on analytics. We talked about it last year going it from his own 30 on fourth down uh, against the Raiders. I mean, if he has a couple of those um, in the postseason or one of those in the postseason, I think that would do enough to uh, frustrate um, the ownership over there with the Chargers. But we'll see. Look, the Saints, the good news is they own his rights, Sean Payton's rights, for two off-seasons, 2023 and next year as well. And uh, look – I think uh, you know, high stakes, Saints, baby. You're the if you're the Saints, you want two number ones and a player, two number ones and a player, and it doesn't have to be a star, but good quality depth. You, I think this team is lacking some depth,
4: and that we're starting to see it. That's at a times. good point. So I think that's you want to point. rebuild
3: back your depth. Well,
4: Chris, I'm not even going to be as tough as you. You better negotiate me because I would just say two ones, but two ones and a player that makes sense. Well, you may try to get two ones and a player, but you'll settle. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. That's uh, the art of the negotiation. One. You come a little high, and
3: then. You, will, you know what you're willing to settle for.
4: Hey, but but that's, uh, you know, what all came about. Uh, and you know who has to succeed in the future? And uh, uh, Chris Olave has. He has put himself in the position. Now he got hurt, you know, to be that rookie 1,000-yard receiver. But you know who has to be dominant as Ryan Ramchick or Teron Armstead? is Trevor Penning. Trevor Penning can't be no damn buzz. Trevor Penning... I'm not saying you got to be all pro like Teron Armstead or or, or Ryan uh, Ramchek, but he better be pretty damn good. He better be uh, like all NFC South, at least. I think he will be all said Uh, and done. Well, I don't know, Christian. To me, he's a run baller. Can you pass block? In this day and age, you got to be able to pass block. And, uh, you know, Christian, as we come back for the break, I mean, uh, look about uh, even, you know, you look at the pro, Pro Bowl, who's all pro? You know what's crazy about this? Okay, I'm, I can say it right quick. Okay, Demario Davis is going to the Pro Bowl. He was first-team All-Pro three years ago. The next two years, he makes second-team All-Pro. They finally put him in the Pro Bowl. You know, it's like— It's it, always two years too late. Yes, a year. So now—but you know what's crazy, though? Look at how good the players we had, significant roster. Okay, we just let go Uh, Teron Armstead. Okay, we understand. You know, yeah. the money and he's healthy. Uh, He's starting uh, Pro Bowl. Uh, You know who else? Um, Trey Hendrickson. uh, Trey Hendrickson with the Bengals. Uh, You know who else this year? Listen, I I love JT Gray and all that. But you know who's representing the AFC and and the Pro Bowl coverage? Justin Hardy. Justin Hardy with the Jets. That's all Saints products.
3: Coming back to your calls, it's the point after here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Look at his text. (laughs) Charlie Long is a happy dude right now. That master he's control. living in that
4: fantasy world yeah, with CD Lamb. he's having a good fantasy
3: day with Ceedee Lamb. <laughs> oh, the Cowboys feeding him. I think he's got about eight catches he so had to, far in the first said, half.
4: Just feed him. Come on, Dak. Just feed him. 17-14. Dak doesn't goes,
7: have an incompletion. He's got like sixteen completions and interceptions. Dallas interception
4: Cowboys. On hey, hey uh, Christian, I, I just saw this text, and I know I talked about this in the pregame. I was like, you about out of sight, out of mind." From the Houston Cougars who played uh, Louisiana Lafayette in the the Independence Bowl uh, yesterday's report and it says, "Why do you guys?" This is from forty-seven seventy-one. Why do you guys give Peyton Turner a pass? He's a bust, Christian. I I I was getting on. You were dogging him today uh, in the pregame. I said, "What? Talk about out of sight, out of mind." Second year, third year. Uh, Christian, I don't even know because he don't play. He, he's like, he, he might be the, the worst. Yeah, second year. He might be the worst version of producing and not playing, and then Marcus Davenport. He's even played, he's had games that have been unbelievable. He might have like two sacks in a game, and, and, and then he's gone for a month and a half. No, he, he, Peyton Turner is, and this is saying a lot, is more hurt than Marcus Davenport. Okay, let's play this game. So I'm going to be. Uh, Marcus
3: Davenport's agent and Carl Granderson's agent. You're going to be Mickey Loomis, okay? All right, so phone rings. Pick it up. Um, Mickey, this is Carl Granderson's agent. Uh, We'd like to talk about maybe uh, getting a little extension for Carl, getting him a little money. Well, we
4: like Carl a lot. We like Carl a lot, and uh, we definitely want to work something out with him.
3: Okay, now Marcus Davenport's agent. Hey, Mickey, it's Marcus Davenport's agent here. Well, what's the deal with an extension? You know, it's in his final year of his contract.
4: Well, you have to give us a hometown discount uh, because you're not available enough. And now we don't uh, we like you, uh, but you're not available enough. You like your upside. Yeah, we like your upside, but it's way too much downside. And uh, that's why that's why even Lamar Jackson you got to hire agent. Your mama can't be your damn agent. You got to have an agent because behind closed doors. Ooh, the organization they talk trash about you as an individual player, so you got to be able to have someone that can take all that heat. Because as a, as a player, whatever, if you did that or your family member, that you get offended, not, and you cannot afford to get
3: offended. Yeah, not to mention though, at that high stakes, you know, when you're talking about several hundred million dollars. Yes. <laughs> in particular, if you go back and look at the CBA and you look at the contracts, uh, just any contract, most of them for companies. NFL is no different. These teams, they have lawyers that get into the legalese of these of these, um, you know, these contracts, right. and that's why most of these agents are attorneys currently practicing or former attorneys, or have taken some sort of contract law or contract courses right. in understanding in negotiations as well. Because if you go read anybody, I have to. When I read the CBA, yeah. Bobby, when I read the CBA, I have to call an agent and go, hey. Make this make well, sense to me. Break this down in its simplest form because there's all kind of legal jargon in it.
4: Well, uh, now, I don't know. His people or his folks, they might get mad at me. Uh, the worst uh, uh, client or the worst agent and player uh, situation was Master P and Ricky Williams. What the hell was that? What? Ricky Williams got taken to the cleaners. I mean, I don't know Master P and all that they – they didn't know where how the football contracts were structured and we going to play golf or we're we not really well, that's involved that's why the whatever.
3: NFLPA started mandating that you got to be certified you got to be a certified agent
4: yeah 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 because it's like I said like, come on you, you got Ricky Williams got taken to the cleaners uh, you know that deal so it has to be give and take uh, because you have to look at okay uh, the NFL player association you looking out for the players best interest but then organizations have to look out also for their best interests but
3: Lamar Jackson is his mom certified
4: somehow, I don't know how, all I know is uh, someone maybe could correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if she's certified or not, or maybe it's a family lawyer or somebody, whatever it might be. They may not have to
3: be certified, but they have to pass uh, a test.
4: I think it's yearly. Listen, I I think the deal probably would have ever gotten done. I don't know if Lamar's just trying to keep it in the family. uh, But I I know from the get-go, it seems like his (laughs) mom's been his agent. Come on! I I love my mom. Everyone loves their mom, but you uh, you don't want to be your agent. Seventeen
3: ten Saints win over the Cleveland Browns. They improve their record down to six and nine. Uh, Big Joe in Houston on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text lines. Go ahead, Big Joe. You're on the point. Hey guys.
6: Hey guys. Merry Christmas and thanks for taking my call.
1: I hope, I hope, I hope that they're not going to do anything crazy and try to draft a quarterback because the quarterback room is going to get empty. Pretty quick because Taysom and Jameis are both gone. You cannot you cannot just go ahead and turn it over to an untrained unless it's the 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 Ohio State guy or the Georgia guy. You cannot just. Why give are up. you saying Taysom, Taysom Hill is gone?
4: No, Taysom Hill ain't gone. He's on the contract and he's getting paid 11 million yeah. to be a hybrid yeah, quarterback. Gonna, no, Jameis Winston he's could be three. gone. No, he ain't got. You ask for trade. Yeah, but yeah, but Taysom Hill is
3: good. A
4: trade. Taysom Hill is squeaky clean. Taysom Hill is squeaky clean. He's not going to be a quarterback for any NFL team. Any any NFL team. Now, Sean Payne would take Taysom Hill to be the same player he is for the Saints. Uh, a plug and play Swiss Army knife uh, jack of all trades, but not their quarterback. Taysom Hill is not going to be that player. He's going to make millions of dollars doing what he does right now. Now, as far as Jameis Winston, he has to go somewhere else. Uh, Supply and demand, there's not enough quarterbacks. Listen, uh, 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 Jameis Winston, it it could definitely uh, be, I think, there's not 32 quarterbacks better than Jameis Winston. I think he'd be in the back end of a starter, like, uh, I don't know, 26 to 32, somewhere around there. A big Joe, you know what the answer is? And the Saints will do this because it brings stability. Do you know in the last month no one has played better in the NFL quarterback rating than Andy Dalton? And look what he did today with passes. You know what's going to happen? Now, you might have to weather the storm. He's the bridge guy. Talk about like an unbelievable good citizen team player. Andy Dalton is going to be that bridge guy for the future Saints quarterback. You didn't even bring up Andy Dalton. You just talk about Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill. You have to understand that organizations – they trying to have consistency. Now, uh, they would take, if they can look in the crystal ball, okay, uh, 20, 23 might not be what we like. Boy, but you know what? 24 and maybe for sure 25, 26, we rolling. It's kind of like when the Chiefs took Pat Mahomes and, and all. So uh, that's why Big Joe, put, put Big Joe back on. Cause, uh, because, because I think. I'm with you. Yeah. Okay. I, I, that, that's why you can't forget Andy Dalton where he's at right now. Right. It's not, he ain't winning anything, but he's that bridge guy that brings consistency. I agree with you a hundred percent, Bobby. But when you look at Matt, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo gets one
1: hundred and fifty million for backing up Brady, and Matt Flynn gets eighty million dollars for backing up. Uh, Favre or Rodgers or whoever, and Taysom says, oh, well, Taysom, you're just only 10. That's it. You can't be a QB. I just don't see it.
3: He's not, not going to ask for a competitive a guy. No, he's no, got no. too competitive of an offer I mean, uh, uh, of a contract to
4: play what he's playing it, now. It, now, Big Joe, if you look at, like, per snap and what Taysom's huh. getting paid uh, per play, huh. you know, when you talk about touches and all that, we all like trying to get, okay, if you have 65 offensive plays, we try to get Taysom to have, like, um, I don't know, uh, 20 touches in a game. Okay, so just look at uh, Big Joe. Uh, okay, so what he had today. And this is a Taysom Hill-type game. It's freaking freezing. Okay, Taysom Hill had nine rushing attempts. And uh, Christian, he didn't throw a forward pass, and he didn't even have a reception. But he was very significant. He averaged 6.2 yards. So if you look at it, he's making $11 million. And so this game, he had uh, nine times where he got tattooed and maybe hit. and uh, So you talk about, like, per play? Uh, Taysom Hill is well compensated, Big Joe. And let me tell you right now, Mickey knows that. And all I know is wherever Sean Payton li- ends up, uh, the Saints and Mickey Loomis don't want him. Uh, Sean Payton would gladly take that contract off their hands and bring Taysom with him.
3: By the way, he can ask for a trade all he wants. The Saints don't, don't have to accommodate.
4: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so, Chris, is, how many years? When he has a, a couple of more years? He's got uh, through
3: 20, I'm looking at 2023 right now, and then he's got through 2024, he's under contract. And let me see. What is his contract about? He's through 24?
4: 2025. That, man, man t- uh, Big Joe, sorry. Taysom Hill don't have that personality. He's about as squeaky clean as there any Mormon I've ever witnessed. He, if your daughter brought home, Taysom Hill, you thought you hit the lottery. He ain't rocking the boat. He feels like he hit the lottery, all but he's getting paid, and he gives back to maybe the church lot Latter-day Saints and all that. No, I- I'm telling you, Taysom Hill, that's, that's the least of my worries. Taysom Hill wants to get out of Dodge uh, with the Saints.
3: He's Bobby. I'm Christian. It's The Point After here on the Community Coffee, New Orleans Saints Radio Network.
7: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: All right, 17-10, Saints win over the Browns. It's the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Bobby, we're going to get to our calls here in a second, but what's on our Oakland Hard Jewelers text line?
4: Well, I don't know. This might be Jameis Winston's cousin in New Orleans. I don't know. Uh, Five zero four. So it's probably uh, a homeboy from New Orleans. Whatever. Why does Jameis have to leave? Question mark. Question mark. He's the better quarterback. What? And what have you done for me lately? Four six zero zero. Again, I've said this. I've gone on a number of radio stations around the country. That if you do not know who Jameis Winston was, or Andy Dalton, and you just, you were alien. You came from outer space, and I know American football. I know it's not soccer. I know it's American football. I know the rules, and I'm just observing what I'm watching in August in practice, in competition. And I don't know who's starting or who's playing, but they're just taking reps and seeing what they're doing in competition. Jameis Winston did not beat out Andy Dalton. Sorry, you know, you might say, okay, like it's 20 because they don't do two days no more. So let's say it's 20 plus practice, whatever. If you were charting, uh, do you know the first time they went live and the fans were even there? Uh, Jameis Winston threw a pig six to uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, CD Deuce, pig six. That was Jameis. Uh, Hello? I'm just saying. So if you watch what happened, what occurred in training camp, Jameis Winston... Did not beat out uh, Andy Dalton 4-6-0-0. Uh, zero, zero. And, okay, what have you done for me lately? You know, this is the National Football League, a big enough sample size. That Andy Dalton has played uh, so well as of late. The last four games he has the highest quarterback rating in the whole National Football League. Not Patrick Mahomes, not Josh Allen, uh, whoever you might think. Andy Dalton. Okay. Overall sample size, uh, Andy Dalton ranks seven in the league with his quarterback passer rating. Okay, there's 32 starters. He's top 10. Don't we want a top 10 offense or a top 10 defense? Well, he's number seven. I am not saying Andy Dalton's the answer to the future, but Andy Dalton's the answer over Jameis Winston. I can tell you that right now. He's the answer to the now, to the current. Uh, Without a doubt, the now, the now, going forward to end this season. And not knowing what the future is going to have in this upcoming season, he's the bridge. He brings stability. Andy Dalton is the bridge to the next young quarterback coming here of the future. Now I, I hope it's Caleb Williams from USC. I don't know how we're going to work this out. I'm living in a fantasy world, but I can be. I can live in a fantasy world. I want Caleb Williams here. I don't know if that's going to happen, but right now. Jameis Winston is not the answer over Andy Dalton. It's proven in all the games he's played. And when something negative occurs, how about you catch the freaking ball? Okay, Andy Dalton. Now, that's why I think you should have errors in football like you do in baseball. Yeah. Uh, okay? If it hits your hands. They, my dad always told me when I played pitch and catch with him in the backyard, if it hits your hand, you're supposed to catch it. If you don't catch it, what's your fault? If you're a top Notch receiver— I think Michael Thomas would tell you this or so Marcus Colson, if it hits their hands, I'm gonna catch that damn ball. Contested, I'm gonna catch the ball. There's too many times this year we do not make and it could be Jameis Smith or Andy down, whoever it might be, we do not make contested catches right now. So that's where we gotta get a whole lot better in. But as far as right now, people against the red rifle, come on, you just hating. You are hating and you're not being realistic. You're not breaking down the games and what's actually occurring. Maybe it's not sexy, because Andy Dalton, now come on, he's like supposed to be a has-been. You know, he's washed up. He's already 35, Cincinnati threw him to the curb. You know, he went to the Bears, went to Dallas and all that. All I know is with the Saints right now, all the quarterbacks, Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater and all that, you could say uh, Trevor Simeon, all those other quarterbacks right now, they can't hold Andy Dalton's jock. What Andy Dalton has accomplished this year, even though the Saints have not had success. Let me tell you how good Andy Dalton is right now. If you look at it right now, okay, so what are we, six and nine? Okay, six and nine, yeah. right? Uh, Andy Dalton is playing winning football. We should be nine and six. If you go by the quarterback position and what Andy Dalton has actually achieved in games, we should be a nine and six team. What if we're nine and six right now uh, with a couple of games to play? You're feeling pretty good about you. What? Yes, we say, I don't know if we're going to win anything, but we're in the hunt. We're in the thick of things. That's why I'll tell you, everybody that is don't, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. I would tell them, I I I wish I would go in a room with them and break down film and show everything. Like I'd be like, what are you talking about? You have no clue. I I hope to educate you and enlighten you because you don't know what you're freaking talking about. I don't understand why who that nation is not embracing Andy Dalton. Now, I'm not saying he's the future, but he's that bridge. It's a transition. Where are we at right now? No, Andy Dalton's not. Uh, Drew Brees, come on, give me a break. Drew Brees, the first ballot Hall of Famer. But uh, games that we've lost this year, uh, it's not because Andy Dalton. It's not, and I'm not saying Andy Dalton could be the magic man savior. But games that we lost is not because oh our quarterback sucks. No, our quarterback has played winning all. Instead of right now being 6-9, and nine, we could be
3: 9-6. Right to our Okunard Jewelers talking text lines, Garrett in San Antonio. Go ahead, Garrett. You're on the point after.
4: Hey, you know, you're right on that,
1: Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is not the problem right now. He's, yes, he's, yes. He's a good part of the solution. He, he, he'll be around. He'll be around. But, look, you know, what about, like, the upcoming draft? Believe me, this season's not over yet. I, you know Tampa Bay is going to be fighting for these last three games, but let's say let's go down to the draft and all. Is is there a possibility that maybe Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara could be on a trading block with some picks back? I think
3: it? Alvin Kamara is the likely one. You're not going to get much from Mike Thomas. You might be able to get a seventh round draft pick for him, just so, so somebody can secure his right because he's the out of sight, out of mind.
4: Yeah, Michael uh, he hasn't played. So I think
3: Alvin Kamara potentially yeah. could be on the trading block. But here's the problem. You start looking, and this is where you can't play fantasy football because this is not fantasy in the NFL. You got to start looking at cap hits when you trade or cut somebody. And if the Saints traded Alvin Kamara this offseason, currently as his contract is constructed, they would eat $15 million in dead money. They'd only save $721,000. That's pre June one, so they, yeah,
4: you have to look at post June one. What's post June one, Christian? All right, let me. Pull yeah, because you got to see that the whole thing. Like post June one, this
3: is where it would make a little bit of sense, but not a lot. Now the savings outweighs the cap hit by four million dollars. You would eat six million dollars, but save ten million dollars if you moved Alma Kamara post June one. But that would be on draft day. That, that's I don't, I don't, know. And I don't know how the CBA works, yeah. though, because I got we've you. seen teams cut somebody in May or April and designate them June 1. I don't know if this would be a designated June 1 trade, post-June 1 trade. I don't know if you can do that. I'm not entirely sure. Or
4: sometimes the rumor gets out in the media and all that, oh, uh, well, after June 1st, they're getting rid of him. And, 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 yeah, and, but I don't know. think they're going to look to cut him. No, 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 no. You, you have to get something for him. Yeah. Not, not the whole thing, but a future team that would want a talent like Alvin Kamara. I mean, is he going to jail or not? Uh, I mean, uh, what, what uh, what's going to be settled? Yeah, uh, Because they pushed the envelope down the road. I mean, all what happened in Las Vegas at the Pro Bowl, so it didn't affect this season. But uh, the, it, it, somebody has to pay the piper. It, it's going to come about in the 2023 season. I'd be shocked if the Saints don't go to Michael Thomas and ask to restructure his
3: contract. He's likely going to say no. The Saints would, would – Likely move on from him after June one, because if it's pre June one, they're eating twenty four point uh, twenty dollars and o- only saving two point eight million dollars. Opposed to if you designate him, what after June first? June one casualty, he would be sixteen million dollars that you're saving and you're only eating eleven, and is a lot. But yeah, yeah, that's a big that's uh, a big difference. The though. savings is higher than uh, the cap hit. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after Bobby and Christian on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Time now for the Diamond and the Rough performance of the game presented by Friend and Company. You have a friend in the jewelry business. Not a bad night for an undrafted veteran defensive end out of Wyoming. Defensive end Carl Granderson. One sack, two quarterback hurries, three tackles for loss, five solo tackles, two assists, seven total tackles. Pretty solid night for a defensive end. Really good night.
4: Well, Christian, he led the team in quarterback hurries, quarterback hits. Uh, That means uh, he's playing at a high level. High motor, high motor, getting after the opposing quarterback, that being Deshaun Watson. And then three tackles for a loss. You also uh, get a sack. And uh, I told you, I'm giving him a game ball after the first quarter, the first couple of drives that Carl Granison was doing. Let let me tell you what Carl Granison is doing. That's why you got to pick and choose how you got to pay a player. You
3: should take him to lunch to uh, at your uh, place. Uh,
4: no, I, I, you got a free meal. Uh, Carl Grandison shows up the Cajun Cannon, the uh, Bobby Aber's Cajun Cannon restaurant right there in, in, in Veterans Highway in Metairie. Carl Grandison, uh, he can feed his family. After that type of performance cuz he likes going there and uh, he should be rewarded. But the point being Carl Grandison, okay? You know what in theory, you know when you draft where you draft a player and all that, and you know who, who's, you know what I, I respect? Trey Hendrickson. Considering where he was drafted and what he produced in a Saints uniform and what he's producing now in a Bengals uniform. Okay, he's answering the bell. Now, who's not answered the bell at times? Like I said, Peyton Turner's worse than Marcus Davenport. This kind of game that Carl Grandison had, that's what, considering when they were drafting Marcus Davenport or Peyton Turner needs to have. If you want to last a long time, last a decade, play 10 years and all, that's what you got to do. You just got to be productive. So good for Carl Grandison. It's a lot of competition in the NFL and even within one team. So that should motivate going forward when we go into Philadelphia. When you play in Carolina, I don't know. When Peyton Turner's coming back, he might already be on vacation. I have no idea. I, I don't know where he's at. Or even uh, like Marcus Davenport. This shouldn't motivate him because, uh, you know what? Because Carl Grandison putting skins on the wall, then the organization, that mean Mickey Loomis, whatever, when they negotiate, they go, well, we kind of like what Carl Grandison is doing. And they might throw out there where, um, you know, uh, well, Cam Jarn's getting older. So, uh, you know, you can't just have Carl Grandison. But look, even Cam Jordan. You know what I respect? Even an old man, Cam Jordan, he freaking answers the bell. Cam Jordan's always available so you can hold him accountable. Six total tackles uh, and six unassisted tackles, which was uh, tied for the league. Honey uh, uh, Badger had six unassisted. Cam Jordan had six. And he had a tackle for a loss. So Cam Jordan's still playing with a high motor. One That's, of his best that, plays
3: today, Bobby, was a boot uh to Deshaun whoa, 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 whoa. Watson's right. He was trying to hit a chub Chubb in the flat. He kind of washed Chubb yes. down and then forced Deshaun Watson to throw the ball out of bounds.
4: You see the high motor from Cam Jordan. That's what we need that fire. I'm gonna light it up I don't know. It's too cold the, you the, know who else the flame. I thought played really well in space today, Caden Ellis. Caden Ellis, let me tell you right now, you know, Pete Werner and all that. Mm, let me tell you what, with Davenport, you know, that's a good thing. That, that Not Davenport, uh, DeMario Davis. That's a good thing because in the future, you need young up-and-coming linebackers when you're passing the torch where DeMario Davis is at, uh, like a Caden Ellis or a Pete Werner. No, that, that's a good thing, Chris. That's a good problem to have when you got players taking advantage of their opportunity when they called upon. Uh, you, you know, uh, that, that being Caden Ellis, uh, Chase Hansen, whatever. Uh, it, it could be by committee, whatever. We need that uh, going forward. Now, uh, uh, Christian, uh, let, let me see. Wait, save that, that text until we get back. Okay, I'm going to say, yeah, yeah, because, um, I mean, I don't want this guy to text. I want him to call and convince me that I, why I am so wrong. And that uh, you're wrong. Period, uh, Bobby. Uh, uh, just show me right now why you think Jameis Winston's so much better than Andy Dalton. I mean, I, and I, come on, call. I mean, I'm not gonna give his phone number out. Uh, but this is, and he said I'm not a hater. Uh, but four six zero zero. Explain me why I'm wrong. as debate class so much right for now? Yeah, yeah. Okay, it's debate class right now. You got to call in and debate with me and convince me because I got numbers right here in front of me to show you where Andy Dalton's at amongst all the NFL quarterbacks. So show me why you think Jameis Winston should be there.
3: One more hour here on the Point After on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Here we are back again on the Bud Light, excuse me, on the Point After here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Bobby Hebert, Christian Garrick, still to come this hour. You're going to hear from Andy Dalton, Saints quarterback and running back Alvin Kamara. We'll try to get to Carl Granderson as well and Taysom Hill, uh, all speaking to the media. After well, yeah, the hey Christian, I want
4: to give Alvin Kamara props. I thought Alvin Kamara ran hard today. He was sidestepping, looking to go out of bounds and none of that, save himself. I thought Alvin Kamara was outstanding. You look at Alvin Kamara, uh, 22 touches. Christian, he's, he's he he got it done. Right at four yards a carry, 20 attempts. He had a couple of receptions, uh, 17 yards. He had that one 29 yarder, uh, but he was running north south. He was rushing hard. He was going north south. Not like okay, I'm gonna dance and just gonna go out of bounds. I, I thought. Now I know running backs want to be available throughout the season, so they gotta pick and choose their battles. Uh, when they're going to be confrontational as far as – because, you know, the one guy, Nick Chubb, has always been confrontational. I think that's why the whole NFL respects him, and that's why you look at a cat that basically uh, always – You mean confrontational as running style. Yeah, 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 confrontational running style. Like, in other words, uh, I'm not saving myself. Uh, Like like Nick Chubb, it's like uh, you're almost shocked if you don't – when the season's all said and done, he doesn't have 1,500 yards rushing. But I'm telling you, Alvin Kamara – how aggressive he ran. Uh, I-, I thought Taysom. Taysom's always going to run aggressive. Uh, you know, hook slide. Taysom Hill, he might be the only quarterback ever in my life that, that, that is you know, tied in, whatever you want to call him, the hybrid, jack of all trades, knife, he never hooks slide. Uh, that Taysom ain't hook slide in nothing. He's either going to run over you or run around you. Now, uh, hopefully, the only thing that could uh, hurt uh, uh, set back Taysom, what could set back Taysom if he's hurt? If Taysom ain't hurt, he knows he can hang with it, all those cats out there. Come on. All
3: right, right back to our Oakenheart Jewelers talk and text lines. Patrick in Baton Rouge. What's going on, Patrick? You're on the point after.
5: Hey, uh, hey, gentlemen, how are you doing? Uh, Bobby, this is uh, Patrick. I spoke to you yesterday with our good friend Gret, uh, Jimmy from Gretna.
4: Okay, all right, Patrick. How are you doing? Yeah, thanks for coming over to Rouse's. Oh, it was great. It was a pleasure just to have that, that opportunity to converse with you. Uh, no, I just want to make a quick point. I, it seems to me, you
5: know, I'm in total agreement with you with respect to Andy Dalton. You know, he's 35 years old, but he's been playing lights out football. And I think the way the game is nowadays, you know, football, I mean, you, it's not inconceivable, you know, for quarterbacks to continue to play at a high level toward the end of their 30s or even into their 40s. So, right,
4: because you, you can't know. hit – Patrick, you can't hit the quarterback. If you're in the pocket, you can't hit him in the head. So, no, in other words, when it used to be, boy, uh, that, well, if you can make it to your 36 or 37, that's a great accomplishment. But now it's almost like I think you're going to see more guys if they have a skill set and they stay in shape and condition – not, not, not necessarily like Tom Brady, but be more like 39, 40 years old. They have the intellect, and they know where to go with the ball because you're realistic. If you can make plays in the pocket and read the coverage, they can't hit you. Uh, they, they cannot hit the quarterback. So you can last. So, Patrick, that's why I'm saying as a bridge guy in transition, uh, Andy Dalton is not too old going forward. Forever, that next young quarterback for the Saints are going to be.
3: There's no way that Tom Brady plays 23 seasons if his career started in the 80s. No way. Because the no, 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 no,
4: no, no, he, no. He he'd be hurt. Somebody got hurt. I I, I can tell you right now, Patrick and, uh, and Christian. I want Patrick to finish what he's saying. He has a lot of wisdom. But but uh, hold on, Patrick. If we go to a break, but I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, but the one thing I can tell you this: you cannot tell me right now how old is Tom Brady. 45? 45. 45. You cannot tell me the way the rules are structured now. Now, if Tom Brady wants to keep playing until they just flat kick him out, you're going to tell me over the next five years that they're going to have 32 quarterbacks better than Tom Brady? Now, think about it. That don't mean you're winning anything, but I am a National Football League quarterback, one of the best in the world. There's only 32 teams. I would bet right now, okay, who would bet against Tom Brady that he's 50 years of age. I don't know how long he was. He might quit after this year. I don't know. But if he was 50, I could still not see all the wealth of knowledge he has 32 quarterbacks better than Tom Brady even at 50 years of age because you can't hit the quarterback. So uh, it's not like uh, this hurts, that hurts, and all that. No, uh, I, I don't think if Tom Brady played till he's 50, there's not 32 quarterbacks better than him.
3: Patrick, thanks for the phone call. When we come back, Alvin Kamara, you'll hear from the Saints running back next here on The Point After on the Community Coffee. New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Saints win 17-10 over the Cleveland Browns. Back here on The Point After, Saints running back Alvin Kamara, 20 attempts, 76 yards on the ground, two receptions for 34 yards, going well over 100 with, uh, with his total yards uh, from scrimmage. Here is the Saints running back, Alvin
6: Kamara, after the Saints win.
1: Saints
6: yeah, I, yeah, that that was the code of the Saints game in history? Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that, that that's some <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't like be the part of that. But, uh, nah, I mean, you know, the the elements is the elements. We knew it was going to be cold. Um, Still had to go out and do a job. Got it done. Yeah, I mean, you come in, you come into a game like that knowing what the conditions are going to be, and and um, obviously, you know, it's, we came in like, all right, we're going to run the ball, and when it permits, we're going to be a, we're going to throw it. You know, it's just kind of like you use your common sense out there. It's not really like a big strategic thing where we talk about it all week. Like it's just, hey, if we got the, if the wind is in our favor, we're going to throw the ball. If not, shit, we're going to run it. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's kind of like one of those things. Uh,
5: how good does it just feel to get? This- your first rushing touchdown,
6: I think, since so Yeah. So you're set, it's cool. I mean, I'm really more happy about the win. Um, it is what it is. You know, lower lower touchdown production this year for me. But, you know, um, I think the main goal is just trying to trying to get in the winning column. That's like my main focus. So we won. I'm good. When you talk about not
5: overthinking it just kind of playing common sense, was that part of the game plan? That- for Taysom to, to get his touches later,
6: or were you trying to be like... Yeah, I think I, I heard that question twice, and I think it's just, uh, it was kind of like the flow of the game. We had some calls that we wanted to call to get Taysom the ball, and um, we kind of got out of them um, a few times. Uh, I think just, just how, how the game was flowing, um, that's how it, how it went. But, you know, we, we ended up getting him the ball. He took advantage of his touches like he always does. And, you know, when anytime you can see him and get him going, I mean, that's something we take advantage of. So. I think he did well.
5: You touched on you scored prior to that. It was a turnover by the defense mm-hmm. that that had to be a critical
6: play. And yeah, just a turnover that you guys really haven't seen much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, shout out to Dan. He, uh, I don't know who tipped it, but somebody it, it fell in Dan's hands. He got a little return in. He looked, uh, looked like an offensive player, but you know that was big. You know, just getting the, getting a takeaway. You know, because I mean that kind of sparks us as an offense, and you know when the defense does that, it's up to us to to handle our part. So. Then we went down and, and, and got seven. So, you know, that's all you could ask for.
2: I
5: asked Dennis the same question about just the mentality of this team. It's not easy playing this, yeah. this weather. It's yep. not easy. And especially with the, the way the season hasn't turned out, mm-hmm. you still have, you know, a, a slimmer of hope. It's kind of hard to play in these types of games. What, what does
6: it say about that group to come out and to be able to get Man, we don't I mean, we're we not looking at uh, playoff chances, playoff hopes. We out here playing football. We got a job to do, and that's win every Sunday, regardless of – the. Uh, the elements, regardless of circumstance, whatever it is, you know, who's hurt, who's up, who's down. It, it, we're coming out and trying to get a win however we can. So that's kind of the, the flavor and in the, in the, in the swag of this group. Like, we're just trying to go out and find a way to win. We did that today, and we're going to keep trying to do that for the rest of the season. And wherever we end up, that's where we end up. And I, kind of, I I, know for me, and I know for those guys in there, like the leaders and the captains, I know we, we're not looking at, oh, we got to make the playoffs. We're looking at, let's get this win, which we did today, and next week we're going to try to get another win. The last week we're going to try to get another win, and where the cars fall, they fall.
7: Hey, uh, Alvin, what, what about your mentality? I mean, we I know we've been talking about the frustration of, of trying to get you loose uh, the mm-hmm. last time we talked to you. Looked uh, like you were fighting for a lot of extra yards today. Were you, were you fired up for a game that, that was about every yard mattered like this?
6: Uh, I was really more fired up to uh, get back to the to the heat on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, nah, I mean, we, we – uh, Plan going in, we knew we were going to run the ball, so I was definitely excited about that. Taysom was excited, the O-line was excited about that. I think we were able to get some some good um, runs going, and uh, you know, obviously helped us in the in, in the long run. You know, um, I think shoot, everybody, you know, I think is kind of not looking at the obvious. It keeps the clock moving, and you know, in a game like that, you know, you got to take advantage of those possessions. So you know, take away is big. Going down and scoring those, getting those three points before halftime is big, and being able to get the ball back, going. Into the second, <clears throat> second half, and then going down and being able to go get points and do what we need to do. I mean, it's it's huge. So, um, man, it's, it was just good to get out there and get into some of those situations and take advantage of them. And then obviously
7: you had a really big pass play on. I think it was a third and four, mm-hmm. third and three. Uh, we were we've kind of been scratching our heads at why you're coming off the field on a lot of third and threes and third yeah. fours. Is, is some of that? Do you think the pass protection issue? mentioned the
6: other day or why? why uh, nah, I don't think I don't think that is. I don't know. You, you gotta ask somebody else. I don't know. I don't got an answer for that.
7: Hey,
5: Alvin,
6: what was your reaction when you saw Carl make that kind of game clinching sack there at the end? Who? My, I'm sorry. When you saw Carl Grandison make a Oh that man, that's Carl, that's Grando. He's gonna make a play. I mean, he, he he talented. Like D.A. said, he's a talented dude. He make plays when he, when he, when he, when he needs to. Um, and I know he was hyped about it. He was over there celebrating with the guys. So, I mean, when you got players <clears throat> step up and make plays in in, in in big time situations, big time games, I mean, shoot, that's all you ask for for him to make it. Yeah. Uh, on, you see teams kind of check
5: out when when you know there's adversity
3: and things are kind of going against them. But you guys. I don't, you keep fighting. why do you why do you
6: think that is that this team has that kind of uh, in their dna um i mean that's what we're we're used to i don't think we're used to um you know the, obviously this year we've we've been in the losing <coughs> bracket more than we've been in the winning bracket so um i think all of us know that that we're you know we got a winning pedigree so it's always week in and week out trying to find a way to get back to that win, the winning ways so you know nobody nobody in here is a loser we're we're not we're not we don't have a losing uh uh, cloth in here. You know, we're not built uh, by losing bricks. We all have winning bricks. You know, we're used to winning. We're we're used to that feeling. So, I think everybody's desire to get that feeling is way, way, way higher and way more than, you know, just the desire to just fold and, like, fold and, and, and get ready for next year. So, we're just gonna keep going and keep trying to win. And
5: is that important, kind of, like, just for the future going forward, just, like, maintaining a, a culture where where kind of that
6: giving up and stuff is it already yeah yeah yeah. I mean I don't think I, I don't think that's a acceptable um, mindset to have in in this organization I mean that starts from the top so um, I think we do a good job of not of weeding those guys out you know if you if you got that mentality you won't be here yeah's talked about
2: Dennis talked about
7: just being mental, mentally tough in the conditions like they were today mm-hmm. during the game did you feel like this is more, more about mental, mentally tough than physically tough
6: um, uh, I got my own uh, kind of thesis on that. It's cold. It's nothing, it's, it's nothing that's going to make it not cold out there. So, you know, we got a job to do. We got to play. If I, if I told you I, I my mind uh, overcame the cold out there, I would be lying. It was cold the whole time. It was cold when I had the ball. It was cold on the sideline. Um, it was cold when I was walking in the tunnel. It was cold when I was walking out the tunnel. You know, <laughs> we just had to find a way to win. It just kind of is what it is.
5: Hey, I mean, it seemed like uh, early in the game uh, there were some issues with the snap and passes being deflected off people's hands. Um, I assume that has to be related to the weather. So can you kind of describe what it's like to try to catch the ball in these conditions? Uh,
6: I don't know how many miles per hour the wind was, but that would be something that would affect um, the ball placement, ball, I mean, snaps, everything. So. You know, I think there are some plays we had. We had some pitches and some other things in the game playing that, you know, like I said earlier, common sense would tell you not to do that because the ball would be affected by the wind. So um, I think, like you said, there were some plays that the ball was affected, and obviously that's that's a weather thing.
5: That, I was curious because people have said before it makes the ball feel as hard as a rock when it's like that. So I didn't know if that was the case at all today as yeah.
6: well. I think it's just more so the the wind kind of affecting the trajectory of the ball. Honestly, yeah. Hey
7: Alvin, uh, DA said y'all gave a game ball to uh, Bum. I'm just curious, how did he and his staff maybe help you guys?
6: Bumming them was so we can... Bum and them was colder than us. <laughs> but uh, nah, Bum, Corey, all those guys, Richie, Rich, Ryan, all the cool, all them dudes, man. They they handle their business every week. You know, I mean, they go above and beyond, like for some as, far, as, as small as... I mean, I've changed the dang chin liner on my chin strap every two seconds. Like, they, they're they at a drop of a dime, and, you know, like, it's just whenever we could take care of those guys, we try to, and, and you know, DA just giving them a shout-out, giving them a game ball, I mean, that means a lot, you know, because I think oh, those are my guys, man. I love them dudes to death. Um... They shoot. They do a lot more work than we do. They they come. They had when we landed. They had to come set up locker room. You know what I'm saying. They get up in the morning and come and make sure everything's good. Conditions, field, helmets, equipment, everything. You know, um, if if we didn't have them, nothing would move. Um, I, literally nothing would move in this in this organization. So definitely shout out to bumming them. They need more than a game ball. Well. Did you wear
7: anything special? Did it help?
6: Anything? I, I got on a wet. I got on a wetsuit. I don't know if y'all see it. It's a wetsuit, I had on the wetsuit sleeves, Um, yeah, um, it was still cold, so I don't know how special it is. (laughs) Yeah,
5: we've seen a lot of snaps for Trevor Penning here over the course of the past couple of weeks, had a couple
6: of highlight moments today. Can you just tell us a little bit about what it's been like running behind him since he's gotten a little bit more involved? He's just a nasty baby. Like, he a nasty baby, duh. Like, like he, he, I think, you know, the more experience, I mean, this is like, what is this, his third game, I think, soon up? Or second? I don't know how many games it yeah, is, please. but, yeah, third game. I mean, he, he's coming along. Um Nobody better than than Streif to to talk crap in his ear and tell him he's not good enough when he's not doing good enough, or uh, to tell him you know he has more in the tank. But I think he's he's catching on to it and he's 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 welcoming the the he's embracing the suck. You know you know there's some growing pains that come with going out there and playing. You know and he's he's just catching up, catching on and and you know basically just just finding his finding his rhythm, finding his tempo. So um, definitely excited to see him progress.
7: Alvin, I want to make sure I quote right. what what did you say? Embracing embrace what, what was embracing your-
6: the suck. He's embra- he's embracing he's embracing like the, his process, like the suck. You know, like you know, sometimes he might get beat, sometimes he might not have the right uh, foot in or whatever, but you know, he's embracing it. I think it's never a time where you see him get too hard or too low, he just he just want more. I thought that's
7: what you said. I didn't want to let that one go and yes, just talk it off to me hearing it wrong. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs>
3: right. That's a military term, embrace the suck. You know, embrace it. It's gonna suck. So just embrace it. Might as well just uh, live with it. Get over it. The Saints embraced the suck today as a team. Seventeen ten. They win over Cleveland in frigid Cleveland, uh, Ohio. All right. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Back here on the point after Saints win over the Cleveland Browns, seventeen ten. Bobby Abair, Christian Garrick. Bobby, what's bugging you about today's game? Brought to you by J and J Exterminators, Louisiana's independent exterminating company.
4: Well, I'm gonna I see if we can have uh, now. You can wish this, uh, but it's never a perfect game because you have targets and you have receptions. Like, for instance, uh, didn't you think Rashid Shaheed caught the ball well? When he hit his hands, he freaking caught the ball. He looked smooth. He had smooth as he silk. He didn't look like a returner trying to play receiver. No, smooth as silk, even when he's uh, fielding punts. Look at those adverse conditions. That's why, uh, what's his name, Hardy? Uh, he changed his name. then i not paying him. He's gone. Uh, Christian, help me out his first Harris. name. Deontay uh, Harris. De- not Hardy, yeah. Uh, Deontay Harris. He, he, Hardy, Harris, he's gone. They're not going to pay him. And He might, you know, he can play in the NFL, but Rashid heeds the answer. I mean, look, uh, five targets, four receptions. He had a long gain of 16 yards. He just catches the ball smoothly. I think as good as anyone, contested, catches, whatever. What I want to see can we have a game? It might be against the Eagles. It might be against Carolina. Can we have a game that if it hits your hands, you catch the ball, and we have no drops? Now, yeah, yeah, you have no drops. Uh, I think uh, receivers did probably go in the game. They don't want any drops. But like, uh, for instance, like Joanne Johnson, he had two targets, one reception for nine yards. Well, that interception went against. I think. I mean. He went, like, diving. He was leaning forward. The ball hit him right in the hands. How about you catch it? And then maybe we score first instead of being behind 10-0, okay? Uh, you look at that. How about Keith Kirkwood? Keith, he, uh, I'm trying to make the NFL. I want to be an NFL player. I want to last. He goes to the Saints, to Carolina, back to the Saints. He might have to have a real job. Now, I don't know. He's from up north. He played at Temple in Philadelphia. So, I don't know. He's probably played in adverse conditions. So, he had two targets, no receptions, no yards. So, I just want to see a game going forward that our receiving core, whether you're running back, receiver, tight end, whatever, that uh, because we're not good enough to not take advantage of, of, of those type plays. We need to make all of those plays to have a chance to win. And especially against a team like the Eagles, whatever it might be, and even if you're in the postseason, you know you might say, "Well, uh, we can't make some of the plays. We got to make all the plays to have a chance to win." If ever you were in the postseason, so uh, Christian, what 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 do you call this segment? Um, what do you say? What's that? bugging you? What's bugging me? That's bugging me. That if it hit your hands, catch the ball. I'm not. Uh, listen, if it's like uh, a little off target or one handed catch. Uh, no, no, uh, but listen, if the ball's right there and hits you in the face mask like the 49ers game, or it, it's just right there, catch the freaking ball. Catch it. Oh, hey, Barry, you're a quarterback. You just take it the quarterbacks. No, I would say that on any team, even on the other team. I, I think look, look the, the drops, Amari uh, Cooper mm-hmm. and the Browns, you want to be a winner and still be in contention? The Browns, you know what? They're out. Uh, you know why they lost. I'm Marty Cooper. How about you step up and maybe make that touchdown grab?
3: David Njoku too, uh, uh,
4: and Joku too, by the way. Joku, Yeah, so, so, so you look at all of that, and I'm just telling you, come on, you're a pro. You're not like in high school trying to make it or I'm, I'm playing for a scholarship, whatever it might be. No. If you're trying to last a long time, that's why you take for granted catches that you might have witnessed in a Saints uniform. There's not no other team by Marcus Colston huh. and, and Michael Thomas, that all of a sudden, oh like first down, Saints, and all of a sudden, where uh, Mr. Roman can't even say that because he wanted to go first, oh, we dropped it. and didn't make the play. You take that for granted because you think all receivers do that. They don't always uh, do that. So that's, that's one thing that um, Christian has gotten to me throughout the season. I'm like, catch the freaking ball. It could be inclement weather. The weather wasn't that bad in San Francisco, right? mm so the So, okay, the weather was bad today, but I don't know. Tough conditions, normal conditions, dome conditions. Hit your hands, catch it.
3: 27-all, the Cowboys and Eagles after a Philly turnover. The Cowboys marched down the field. And uh, Dak Prescott hooking up with Michael Gallup—you talk about a contested catch. That was a heck of a one. Well,
4: well, hey, Christian, the NFL loves this. Uh, think about Christmas scene. Now, uh, you know, my, oh, we opening presents. Turn off the damn game. Uh, you know, with the family members opening their presents. Ah, oh, honey, wait up. Okay, in the back bedroom, I'm gonna have the game on there. Oh, like, oh, that's a nice gift you have. Let me go see what's happening in the game. Uh, <laughs> let me go check out what's going on. No, the NFL loves this type. Now, because there's drama. There's drama. It's tied, going down to the wire. That's what makes the NFL so special.
3: Bobby, I was a double winner today. Put some coin on the under, Saints and Browns. Well, yeah, yeah, and a half. Well, well jumped I, up to thirty-two.
4: I would think that Las Vegas um, took a bath on, on that one. You know, you look at all the other games, but uh, because it's just a uh, over and under that was the lowest since two thousand and eight, and and it was well under Christian. It was like twenty-seven, and it was like. I mean, I want to say 32, 32-and-a-half. 32 I don't think it was 31-and-a-half. So that was an under that – and we advise uh, all the that Nation members. Of, I think uh, whether the Saints win or lose, this is an under-type game.
3: You know where they really lost, Vegas did? The Panthers beating the Lions. And, and I beat them convincingly. Yeah, 37-23. All right, uh Oakenhard jewelers talking text lines are open, 504-260-1870. Your calls are next. Also, you're going to hear from Saints defensive end Carl Granderson our uh, Saints Radio Network, Diamond in the Rough. This is the point after here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Bobby, before we get to Carl Granderson, you know, I would imagine, I don't know for sure, but you could speak to this better than me. It, when you go on the road and you play a game like this and this and these elements, you probably feel like you
4: got two wins. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, I, I'm telling you, uh, you win in adverse conditions, uh, even though you beat up. No, you feel good. You feel like you actually accomplished something. It's it's not like you're playing in a dome, or whatever. You're in adverse conditions, and you freaking like freezing, and you do something. You go, you're like hell yeah. You you, you want to like be with your teammates, and I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't know what they do doing. They're playing right home, uh, but when we won this type of game in the past, uh, there was a party going down, uh, and so because it just. Cause it's an adverse situation, not only your opponent, but the conditions. And you're in hostile territory. You're on the road, and uh, you know, look at the dog pound. Not even the dog pound. Even the Cleveland fans didn't show up. You know why the Cleveland fans? There's a puppy didn't, pound. Yeah, yeah, puppy pound. Yeah, you know why? Yeah, pound puppies. Uh, you know why they didn't show up? Uh, Cause they were six and nine. If they'd have been nine and six, and relevant, now they're six they, and eight they're, coming they're not, in. Yeah, oh, six and eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay, if they were six if they were eight and six and there was a hope more lighted in the tunnel, uh then I think they'd be more into it. And then Deshaun Watson and started so uh even as loyal as the Browns fans are, uh they were not even loyal with these conditions. And considering it's Christmas Eve, they were like screwing this, screw this. I ain't, I ain't going in the game. There's yeah, the, not to thing. mention
3: not to mention when you're the, you know, six and eight and you've got You know, a bomb cyclone in your area. You don't want to brave those elements to watch that. And in particular, did you see where halfway through the first quarter, they told the fans in in First Energy Stadium that were sitting in the upper bowl and the mezzanine To come down. Come down to the lower bowl.
4: Yeah, to come down. But, Christian, I can tell you right this, coming into the game, when they were 6-8, so let's say they would be like uh, 9-5 or 10-4, they showing up. Been sold out. Uh, I mean, it's like when the Chiefs were amongst the best, they showing up at Arrowhead, they showing up at Lambeau Field. No, but it does matter whether your team is relevant or not, whether, you know what, I'm biting the bull and I'm going out there, versus like, man, then you make a decision. Uh, I'm not going to go out there.
3: All right, Carl Granderson, Saints defensive end, the undrafted vet out of Wyoming in 2019. One sack, two quarterback hurries, three tackles for a loss, five solo tackles, two assists, seven total tackles I said total I meant solo tackles five anyway here is Saints defensive
2: end Carl Granderson yeah so um you know the, the um I just listened to my linebacker you know he needed some help out there so I, I wanted to go help him out and then I fell back in the rush and then you know Marcus Davenport did a wonderful job uh keeping containment and that allowed the quarterback to step right into me so I had to get him on the ground to end the game
5: when, when you're in that last drive and they're they're kind of putting down a couple first downs, kind of stringing that that last you know drive for them to try to tie it, what
2: does it take as a defense, just mentality-wise, to kind of say, hey, we got to hold the line here? Yeah, it started off uh, with uh, practice throughout the week. We came in um, knowing that we have to stop the run, and it was going to be cold, but it was a mindset that we came in ready to stop the run and get out there and have some fun. So that last drive was just you know leading up to the last drive, the first, second, or third quarter. So. Um, we came in, we've been he- holding them all game, and we have to have a us huge fourth uh, fourth and short, and we stopped them to get a, b- a ball back to the offense.
5: You talk about that mindset, and I saw you and Tenno pregame. <laughs> those- why do that when it's like... <laughs> Three degrees
2: outside. Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't really an idea. You know, I, I went to Wyoming, so this was nothing new for me. It's all a mindset. So if you come in thinking it's going to be cold, it's going to be cold. So I wanted to get out there and uh, adjust to the weather and go with no shirt on. And Tano, he joined me. So he went to, uh, he was in KC. It wasn't nothing for him. So we had to warm the bodies up and, you know, get the mind ready to, to play a big game. That, that, that was crazy and insane, but it
5: seemed like it, it also worked as it gets you
6: and the
2: right mindset, I guess that's kind of going for. Yeah, yeah, defense, defensive mindset. See, it wasn't even cold. I'm not even going to lie. It wasn't cold. My hands was cold. I'll be honest about that, but it wasn't cold. Um, you know, it was a hell of a game and uh, the equipment uh, staff, they, they did a wonderful job preparing us with the nice gear and the gear that we need for the cold. So, uh, shout out to them. Yeah, and they got a game ball as well for that. Yeah. How big was it for you guys to get that, that turnover that kind of, you know, got
5: this team rolling in those takeaways haven't come for you guys most of, for most of this year. How, how big was that? To get back? Yeah, that was
2: very big. You know, like I said, it's a process. It started in practice. Um, you know, they haven't been coming this season, but you never know when they're gonna come. So you just gotta be ready, and the next man gotta be up and uh, take take advantage of your opportunity.
5: What does it say about that locker room? Just it, it, this is not the easiest game to play in, and, and considering where the season is right now, it's it's kind of you know to get motivated to play in this and, and really wanted to win this. It, is, it could be difficult looking at the outside, but what does
2: that say about the locker room? Yeah, that's a that's a family. We a family in the locker room. Uh, nobody can never get let down. We can't point the fingers. You know, we a family. We we one group. You know, the offense and the defense, we come together at the end of the day. So um, the offense did a wonderful job. You know, running the ball, giving us good field position, and we came as a defense and met them halfway. So um, we gotta stay united and keep going because you never know which, how how the season gonna turn out.
7: You, you said shout out to
2: the equipment staff. What was your favorite piece of equipment that helped you uh, be able to have something left four hours into the day? Man, my favorite uh, equipment was, was the hand warmers. You know, I put them all in my socks and stuff like that. But, you know, throughout the weeks they had the, um, the bodysuit, the, body the silky bodysuit. I didn't wear one of those, but I knew it was going to be a cold game. And some of the guys had those on and, and it helped them out.
4: I just
3: when when you're in that situation at the end of the game, Deshaun is a obviously a
4: quarterback
2: moved around a, a bit, but it's kind of is there anything running through your mind as you're you're coming up to him making a game punching play there? Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a lot running through my mind. I was just running around like my head was chopped off or something. But um, you know, I was I came in trying to stop the run. That's what we do. Uh, we a good run-stopping team, and at the end of the game, we just had to make a big play um, with the sack. So. We knew that uh, Deshaun Watson was very versatile, and we wanted to keep him inside. So that's what we did all game.
7: Carl, I, I haven't had a chance to, to watch the tape, so I can't remember if this was you on uh, on this play or not, but the uh, the one where he threw it to the end zone and Amari Cooper ended up dropping it, uh, were you on the field for that play?
2: Yeah, I was on, I was on the field.
7: <laughs> Am I right? I mean, we've seen this a number of times from you guys where you know, you're worried about an elusive quarterback and not let them escape the pocket. Like you, you, you kind of choose to just sort of hover instead of attack on a play like that, and and make sure he doesn't have a rushing lane. Is it is that, that kind of frustrating to do? But but did that ultimately work out well for you? Not letting him escape much today.
2: Yeah, we were just trying to come in and do our job, you know, and keep him in the pocket. So um, that was an extended play. Uh, we kept him in the pocket, but you know, we gotta we gotta get to him at the end of the day. Um, You know, that was a a big play and we got off the field after that play. But, you know, um, we just got to get to him, um, take take the tackle high and come underneath and and make the sack. So um, we 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 did our job on that play, uh, not letting them contain. But we got to get to the quarterback next time. Anything else for Carl? Yeah, I'm just going to follow up
7: because I mean, obviously, you guys potentially could be playing Jalen Hurts. I mean, it. What is it like for a defensive end to balance that when 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 you have two things going on don't let them escape and, but don't let them
2: stay there like is is that a real tough balance for a, a pass rusher? It's only tough if you make it tough. Um we got to come in ready to stop the run at the end of the day and have some fun. Um we can't come in thinking too much. Everybody got to do their job and we got to continue to ball out as a defense and uh give the offense good good field position so um, we just got to contain him like we did today. Just contain Jalen Hurts, um, and we're going to be well up. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. Mr.
3: Granderson, instead of Mr. Anderson from Matrix, Carl Granderson, again, having a heck of a day. They list him at 261. There's no way, Bobby. There's no way. He, no, yeah, two, yeah, he, yeah. he might have been 261 his rookie year.
4: Yeah, yeah. you can add 20, 25 pounds uh, to that, and he's very mobile, Hey, Chris, you know it was interesting because, you know, no matter what the condition, you want to protect the quarterback, both offensive lines, and and then the opposing defensive lines would we'll have to get after the opposing quarterback. You know, coming into this game, you know, you always want to be top 10 in a number of positive categories. Both the Saints and Cleveland were uh, tied for ninth as far as least amount of sacks. So ninth. So it's top 10 out of 32 teams. Well, Andy Dalton uh, did not get sacked, and Deshaun Watson got sacked uh, two times. Shut
3: out Miles Garrett.
4: Yeah, yeah, Uh, Miles Garrett, uh, uh, Christian. Do we even mention Miles Garrett's name? I mean, uh, uh, there's nothing. I'm like looking. I I gotta look at like the stat line. Okay, Miles Garrett, Christian. I want to say he had 13 and a half sacks. He had three tackles today. Three tackles. Uh, No. So is that Ryan Ramchak kicking his ass? I think so. Hello. Hello. Ryan Ramchek. Okay. Best right tackle. One of the best in the conversation. So. He's
3: Bobby. I'm Christian. This is The Point After here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Not an Network. opinion. A fact. Merry Christmas. Welcome into The Point After here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network, along with the Cajun Ken and Bobby Hebert. I'm Christian Garrick. Santa Claus delivering an early Christmas present to the Houdat Nation. A 17-10 win over the Browns. Well,
4: still hope. Uh, that, that, that's the gift. Uh, hope. We got the gift of hope going forward, and it's not like the bubble is burst like uh, for the Browns. Uh, No, it's over for the Browns. I don't care if you paid Deshaun Watson all that money. No, he came on board uh, late, uh, as of late. But, no, uh, the Browns, uh, no, they're not relevant. The Saints still have a chance.
3: Right to our Oakland Jewelers talking text lines. Let's go to Dane in Covington. What's going on, Dane? You're on the point after.
4: Hey, Bobby, you remember I talked to you about five weeks ago when they got, when they got rid of Johnson going to Johnson? I was in Jackson, Mississippi. Yes, I remember that, yes. Uh, you know, right after that, we had Mickey Loomis say that they let
1: uh, Garner Johnson go for Marcus Davenport. You remember I was complaining about him?
4: So wait, so so why would you uh, uh, get rid of uh, like Chauncey garner Johnson from Marcus Davenport? Well, I like, I mean, who no, who are you, you going to pay in the What's future? But lo- well, I don't. I- right, yeah, that's what, that was my point. Is my point was Loomis? Right after I spoke to you, I think it was two days later. Okay, Loomis said, "Well, with we, they were saving money under the cap oh yes, yeah, yes, the so Davenport." My, my I would say, like, is, uh, no. My, que- my question, <laughs> my question to you is. We got rid of two good players to
1: pay Marcus Davenport. Now here's a guy that has zero sacks in the season. How much are we going to
4: pay? They're not. No, no. They're, 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 listen, that that fifth year it's option is it like? Is this his fifth year option coming? I'm Christian. He's in his fifth year option. This is his fifth year. So then, uh, no, he'll probably be out of sight, out of mind. And, and you know, it's a shame that he might uh, go somewhere and then he's going to kick ass. No, Davenport could play, but you got to be available. Yeah, and then Peyton Turner is even less available than Davenport, but they're both first-round draft picks. Let's pause
3: ten seconds for station identification here on the Community Coffee New Orleans Saints Radio Network. Saints win, you win at McDonald's. The point after seventeen ten, Saints win over the Cleveland Browns. Uh, so Bobby- what we get a so
4: free French fries at McDonald's uh, or something. I don't know. So we win, you win. You win at McDonald's. You know, you used to make like you make so many three pointers, or you score over hundred, yeah. you get like I don't know, you get some French fries.
3: Plans for Christmas Day, man. Yeah, uh, what you doing?
4: Christmas Day, I'm going to see T-Bob. I'm going to see my new uh, grandson, uh, Bobby Hebert, Bobby Hebert IV. Uh, so I'm definitely going. No, I'm excited about that. He's a clone of T-Bob, blonde hair. Papa uh, Bear bringing a bunch of gifts. Uh, no, they listen. I just give them money uh, for future education. Uh, you know, you might say they got so many damn toys. Think about this. Kids sometimes. Now oh, some it's kids, some kids are underprivileged, and you want to give them toys. Oh, so toys for Todd. Mm-hmm. I give to that. And the Marines and all that, uh, you know, kids need toys. But some kids that are blessed, they have too many damn toys. Did T-Bob have too many toys
3: growing up? Uh,
4: of course. And then you spoil your kids run and you go and you're dreaming your grandkids in the room. You can't even move around in the room because there's so many damn toys. You almost have to, like, go donate it to Salvation Army or whatever so you can get new toys. So I think, like, the best gift for Christmas is the future of education. Cause you got an education. Uh, that, 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 that's the key, uh, the future of your offspring, Christian, give my the opportunity to be educated. Now, are they going to take advantage of that or not? You can't control that, but you give them the opportunity. So all, all I do, I, I, I just put out the ducats and I, I'm like, okay, I want you to be able to have the best education you can do. Now think about this Christian and the proofs of the pudding. I did it with my own kids. And you don't think I'm gonna do it with my grandkids. I mean, my oldest daughter, uh, go to school wherever you want. She wanted to go to Pepperdine, okay, in Malibu. Who wouldn't want to go to school in Pepperdine in Malibu? She goes, oh, well, that. it's like a big high school. Uh, I don't want to go here. Like 2,800 uh, students. Uh, so, okay, I'm not going to go here, but I'm going to go to UCSB in Santa Barbara. What? You ever been to Santa Barbara on the ocean? It's unbelievable. I don't know why they don't have a football team. The Gauchos, they have basketball, baseball. They should have a football team. It would be unbelievable to recruit. Now, my other daughter, she goes, okay, I'll go to school wherever you want. She's going to go uh, to UCLA. She don't get accepted at UCLA. She gets ac- accepted at Cal Berkeley. My dad's saying, Cal Berkeley? She might come out there a communist. Why she's going to Cal Berkeley? And then, my, I, I, and then she tells my dad, you know, uh, Papa, uh, not everyone's like so leaning to the left. She goes, you know, Cal is the number one public university in the world. It's just like Stanford or it's an Ivy League school. And my dad accepted that, except when I took my dad to a tailgating party to go when uh, they had Deshaun Jackson, Marshawn Lynch, and all that, and all of a sudden, they're passing him a joint. And he's like, what? We might get arrested. I go, "No, nah, they ain't going to mess with you around here. Just eat some wine and cheese and just pass the uh, the doobie. All
3: right. That's a wrap for the point after. If you didn't get in, call Bobby and Mike for the second guest show on Monday from the Silver Slipper from 4 till
4: uh the Saints Coaches Show. If you have the resources. Merry resor- Christmas, if you, everybody. Merry Christmas. You have the resources. Uh, this is what you want to do. You, if you want to give the best gift and you and you can afford it, educate your future generations. That's the number one gift you could give them. Charlie Long and Master Control. Thanks for your help along with our operations and brand manager,
3: Diane Newman. I'm Christian Garrick. Once again, Merry Christmas. Simplify am out. Bobby, do you think?
4: All right. Bonne nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who that? Go Saints, we still in the hunt!
0: Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just 399 dollars Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at 250 dollars Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beauty Rest Black, with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required, minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax and delivery may be required. See store more for details